0: everyone and welcome to this week's bit effect. Today we're going to be talking not so much morality systems but we're going to touch on that. We're going to talk about the choices we make in games. Now, obviously there are going to be spoilers with this, so maybe we'll put a little bit of time between when we bring up the game and when we talk about the spoiler, but you know, listen at your own risk. So anyway, on this dangerous mission, we got Mike. Hello. Luke. Hello and craig hello so gentlemen really quick are you paragon or are you renegade are you open palm or closed fist
1: i am a goodie to shoes i will bend over backwards no matter how much work i have to do to be paragon and
2: nice to people yes i am the same i am paragon all the way
3: and i am a mixture of wherever my last save game loads me up and what i feel like <laughs> on the day <laughs>
0: I am of course a goody two shoes who only every once in a while goes bad just because I don't want to do your stupid quest. I'm sorry we're boring you.
2: Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> well I've just
1: I've just said I'm a par- paragon hundred percent of it. I'm, I'm already thinking of some times where I've done some really bad shit. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but that's alright, the, the radiant aura of all your other Paragon works will cancel yeah, out yeah. some of the Renegade. I think
1: to God I am a saint. Uh you know, in individual games it might vary.
2: Oh, yeah, there has been some games where I've uh, I felt obliged to play the other half after discovering what my decisions have picked, but uh, the majority of the time I like to be the good guy, um, which is maybe a little bit boring.
1: Nah, I don't think I don't think it's boring. It's not boring. You do what you want to do. It's your game. It's your life. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Now, out of curiosity, for me, if you're playing a game, say, let's say Mass Effect, because almost everybody, I don't think Mike has played it yet, but almost everybody's played Mass Effect. Does, do you play good because you know that's where the most rewards are? Or do you play good because you take each choice as they come? I mean, this is kind of a bigger conversation, but does the difference between the good rewards and the bad rewards taint how you're going to play? Or is it all just this is what I would do?
2: I think for My me, decisions oh. are. On your go. Look. I think for me, Craig. I think for me. So I think <laughs> for decisions- me. <laughs> My <Mike>, your turn. <laughs> That's a good point, Craig.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so we all like to be the center of our galaxies. That's the main point here. Yeah, I think.
1: Right, I think for me, Dave, in in that respect, I, I always think that you're gonna get bummed in somewhere, or you're gonna have to grind, or you're gonna have to do some a bit more work to be good. A lot of the time, it feels like you've got to do a wee bit more. You know, if you're gonna make that good decision, you've got if you, if there's a beggar in the street asking for ten, you know, bottle caps or something like that, and you give them ten bottle caps, you've lost ten bottle caps, and maybe you'll never get that back maybe you'll never reap the rewards but you do feel good giving away that 10 bottle caps
0: although sadly with that example most times it's give the beggar 10 bottle caps and then opens up a quest which means (laughs) in that choice being the jerk isn't really a choice it's like well do i want to play this part of the game or or not or in
2: the case of fallout 4 you create a settlement and then the guy says there's another settlement so you create (laughs) another settlement and then he says there's another settlement so you create that settlement And then there's another settlement, and you create that settlement. Hmm. And then there's another settlement, and you create that settlement. Oh
1: hang on, Luke's
2: Luke's walked
0: too close to Preston here. (laughs) I was going to say, to cut that off, only the first one has Preston. (laughs) And that's all that matters.
2: I just wanted his hat.
0: (laughs) So so, uh, let's take this back to the roots, gentlemen. What was the first game you encountered a morality system or those important choices where you sit there for 10 minutes and you think about it? What was the first time you ever encountered that?
2: I
1: can't remember.
0: Well, thank you for that great (laughs) answer, Craig. I'm glad we invited you.
2: Metal Gear Solid. Uh, There's a part where you are... Spoiler, if you've not played this 25-year-old game, then I'm really sorry. Um, There's a part in the game where you're captured by uh, Ocelot and you have the option to endure his torture to save Merrill, or you can submit to his torture and he'll kill Merrill instead of torturing you so uh mm. anybody with uh broken thumbs will remember this game well that you had to continuously tap x during uh it was maybe one of the first quick time events actually um to to endure the torture for i think it was up to five rounds and I had the horrible decision of: Is my finger going to make it through all of these? <laughs> is my thumb going to make it through all of these? Uh, all these it's horrible. Not the thumb. Ends.
0: It's the forearm.
2: Yeah, it took me two or three attempts and a good fifteen, twenty minutes of thinking. I don't know if I could do this. Connor, my brother, could you help me? <laughs> <laughs> we did manage to do it, but we we got out the cheap old uh, second controller that had the the button. You know, some of the the Mad Cat ones had that button you could press. Oh, the
1: turbo button.
2: Yeah, the turbo (laughs) button. (laughs) That's it.
1: It's always good.
0: You bunch of dirty cheese. I
1: think... I never never had a Mad Cat's controller. I wasn't that posh. The first (laughs) game that I can remember, thinking back, that had any sort of difficult decision, which wasn't really a difficult decision, was one we've already spoken about, I think. We've already spoken about it. I can't remember what we spoke about half an hour ago. But it was the original Bioshock. Do you suck, you know, the the life force, the Adam, out of your little sisters, or do you save them? And I think it's something like if you decide to save them, you get eighty Adam. If you decide to be not too nice to them and suck the life force out, you get one hundred and sixty. And I, at that point in my life, my little thirteen-year-old self, I was like. I can't do that to your little sister. I'm gonna save you. And I think from then on I've been that guy. Mike!
3: I'm not I'm not absolutely sure exactly where mine stems from. I I do remember back in the day things like um like Soul Blade where you do a little button combo to get an alternate ending if you weren't happy with your character dying in their ending, which I remember from Mitsurugi. Um or like in Resident Evil those as the character slept and it always felt a bit weird going with Jill. Knowing that that was the easy option, then sort of seeing a slightly different play out of the entire game. But I don't know. Um, for in terms of like a morality system, I probably guess the earliest thing I saw was something like like the, the Dungeons and Dragons games from the arcade, where you you know you'd choose do you want to do you want to go go to save this town or go to a go somewhere else to fight a dragon and things like that, and you always feel like a bit of a of a for not not saving the people but yeah, <laughs> you know it's, it always sounds like the boring option so i, I think that's sort of where my mind stems from initially in terms of a uh, you know making your choice in the game yeah i
1: can't remember when it actually the first full morality system game i ever played i can't remember what it was Do you know what? i'm trying i'm desperately trying to think and i think it just merged i would
0: imagine it'd be bioware right
2: yeah, probably. It'd be Star Wars. Like Kotor, yeah. I would
0: think. Yeah. But oh, oh, so um, the first time I ever ran into it where I had to stop, think, and stroke my little just coming in mustache when I mm. decided a morality choice was Ogre Battle. Mm. Uh, it was Ogre Battle 64. And I don't know, does anybody know how that morality system works? No.
3: No. no okay. Uh, let us cling together the um, the psp remake sort of has quite a lot of a uh, moral choices but i wasn't aware of it in ogre battle 64 so please enlighten us
0: to to sum it up because it is incredibly deep like like paragraphs long deep it's an actual system where let us say you're level five if you go pick on level two enemies it lowers your morality If you only fight stronger people, it raises your morality. And what your morality does is it affects what classes that the army under you can change into. Uh, Certain people won't join you. Certain people will. It, uh, It affects the ending. It's something you have to choose the entire game by your actions, not so much a choice that pops up and says, go here, go here. It's something you actively have to be working towards if you want to be good. Otherwise, you do end up neutral, and you get the worst ending at neutral. So that was the first time I ever sat down and went, huh, okay, we got to figure this out. Mm. That's quite a a tiffy. Yeah, and everybody should go play Ogre Battle 64.
1: If only there was some sort of forum or format of show where we could choose an older game, and then decide to (laughs) all play that old game.
0: I don't know. I don't think 70-hour strategy RPG really works well with <laughs> Retro Rewind. <Absolutely. laughs> Unless you want to go for Take it. A and... week
1: off work. It's fine.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so when when you guys first discovered this the morality systems that you guys discovered, did you like it? Did you think it improved the game or was it something you just kind of wish wasn't there? A... And how does that differ from today?
1: I think it was a lot easier to make decisions back then. I think modern day, there's a lot more complexity to it. And you know, sometimes you know that, like, by the time you you play Mass Effect 3, decisions you make might have affected what you were doing or whatever from Mass Effect 1. And it feels a lot more impactful. And I think as well, you'd start to think a lot more about your decisions in general the older you get. So just now, sometimes I'll pause a game and I'll be like oh crap what am i gonna do and i remember <laughs> yeah. speaking to you about this before i think it was when i was playing dragon age inquisition dave and you were like oh i just i just make a decision and i just you know roll with it if it's the wrong decision it's the wrong decision and i'm like how can you live like this oh my god it's killing me so yeah um but back in it yeah a lot a lot easier to make a decision a lot more slapdash young and happy you know but yeah
0: I mean, how do you feel about it? Do you like morality systems in your games? Or is it something that you just kind of take as they come?
1: Ah, just just take it as they come. It's it's kind of like there's some some of them, some work well, obviously, and some don't work well. Sometimes decisions feel as if they've just been shoehorned in to make a decision. Yeah. There's that whole dishonored thing where, the you know, some folk are up in arms about the fact that you can either have a high chaos or a low chaos run. It's ruining the game, you know. It's, it's completely ruined the game because. But at the end of the day, you just choose what you choose and do what you do. I'm I'm totally easy with it. I'll just go with it. But you know, yeah. I'll agonize over some decisions. But for the most part, I'm I'm down. It adds an extra layer of enjoyment and complexity, and replayability.
3: Yeah, to play to play devil's advocate, I think there's a there's sort of a weird way that, in my world of games. It's always been a case of things like Mario, Double Dragon, whatever. And they're all, always really, really simple games. You know, you, you put your time in, you can skip away from them. And I, I've always found that video games are one of the best ways of getting away from stress. And it's it's odd to think that morality system and so much choice can also inject a bit of stress for me in, in some cases, which is a bit... It's a bit uh, odd. odds. I mean, it, it does get you more invested in the experience, but at the same time having a bit of stress, it sort of It does kind of, it does sort of defeat the objective of why I came to games in the first place. In some cases, although I, you know, I I do love them and I do do enjoy them, regardless. Um, But I just thought it was a bit of a bit of an observation to make.
2: Yeah, I I can understand that point of view, um, Mike. I think for me, it's like uh, I, I can get a little bit bored of you know, like. Video games are a really good way of, you, you you kind of tell your own story, but sometimes you're constrained to the story that a developer wants you to experience. And uh, Mass, Effect, Mass, Effect, <laughs> Mass Effect was one of the first games that really grabbed me in the sense that I had the impact on my own story. Whilst maybe the plot will turn in a set way for everyone, it's my decisions that have kind of told my story and it's, the people, the characters that I've chosen to surround myself and I have the decision if they live or die or um, you know, how the world is how the world has changed with my decisions. I, I find that really, really engrossing. And I don't think I've been as engaged with some of the games that I've got in my list that we'll list later on with morality systems as I have been with games where the story's already predefined for me. And that that's something that I'm I'm really interested it. In. it's something that keeps me coming back whilst maybe it's difficult to play the games with both Paragon and Renegade for example in Mass Effect um, you do always wonder oh what if I'd done that decision what if I was playing as the bad shepherd instead of the good shepherd and um, I don't know about you guys but I, <laughs> I find it really difficult to uh, I, there's a couple times I've like started a bad playthrough and I will like subconsciously keep on picking good choices, and then afterwards I'll be like, "Ah oh crap! I'm supposed to be playing bad Shepherd. I was supposed to shoot that guy in the face." <laughs> yeah. uh, Do you guys find uh, that happens?
3: Yeah, definitely. Definitely, I've, I've fallen to that many times. Um, it, it was actually very recently that I was playing um, Final Fantasy 7 and I had to, I had to basically, for want of a better term, neg any female character in the game to get <laughs> Barrett to go on a date with me. <laughs> and, I, and I completely lost track of it. I kept thinking, you know what? Yeah, Tifa, you're right. And I thought, no, how am I going to get that man? If, if I keep being nice to these ladies. so
0: <laughs> I, I guess it is like the morality systems. It, it's deceptively simple. I like morality systems.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think they add a lot. Uh, this is a bit of a trigger for some people on this podcast. But after playing the witcher series <laughs> i think i <laughs> are we okay are we all right okay all right after after playing the witcher series you know 1 2 and 3 um that that really opened my eyes to what a morality system can do but mainly because the witcher series even way back in the first one they don't deal in black and white like a lot of bioWare games do yeah almost all the choices are very much shades of gray
1: even although Inquisition is a better game than The Witcher 3.
0: You, sir, will rot in hell for your heretical tongue. <laughs> An iron bull won't be there to save you. Oh no, he will. He's my rock. I... So, <laughs> when I hear a game has a morality system, it piques my interest in whether I wanted to play the game or not. And a lot of times I end up playing games just because oh hey it's it's got a morality system that's kind of cool like 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 Fable yeah uh, which is no no Witcher series <laughs> but yeah I mean do you guys care whether they're very strict like okay here's a giant spoiler that we're probably not going to leave in but just because for conversation mm-hmm. um, Mass Effect Andromeda Luke you'll know this but uh, other other guys there's a guy who was on the Citadel convicted of murder. All right, So you go there and you work the case. And you're like, well, we don't have proof that he was convicted of murder. It's very circumstantial. So you go, you get the proof, you come back. Turns out he attempted to murder somebody, but the guy ended up being murdered by somebody else. Now, the choice they give you is not a very full choice. It is Exile him anyway because it it puts up a good front that we're all about justice, or let him go even though he attempted murder. And things like that are the choices that I buck up against because there is no third option there, of like he should be you know at least punished for attempted murder and then let go. Whereas I've noticed these the really good ones they do tend to have that third option.
2: See, yeah, I was happy with that. I was happy with that one because. Um, my assumption would be I I chose to release the guy on the basis that the citadel um oh it's not the citadel the the collect- nexus the nexus the collective of these alien species who are trying to make a new population in Andromeda they would have to admit their mistake but they would also have to say we let this guy go but he did try to kill him so he did attempt murder and at the same time I'm morally happy because I'm not. I don't feel like I've submitted a person to death, which would be Excel, but he's then going to have to try and redeem himself in front of everyone in this new population.
1: Sounds like an episode of Deep Space Nine.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: and then Worf came in. <laughs> but yeah, Luke, for me, it was kind of, because there should be that, well, he should be punished, just not for murder. Yeah. And, and the way they made it sound, it sounded like it was a bad choice you made. Yeah. Of like, oh, you're being a bad guy. But um, now that I've talked about The Witcher, mm-hmm. what, what is a morality system or a choice system in a game that you guys truly enjoyed? Do you have one you hold up like I do with The Witcher? Of like, this is where morality system worked.
1: I I have two examples. One that I remember, in fact, I'll we'll just go with one example, and one that I remember from way back in the day of the old gigantic Xbox, and it was Double Agent. Remember Splinter Cell? And it was, I think that game got me right into sneaking and being good with things. And there's a bit in it where your dude, your friend has been kidnapped and you're undercover. You know, you're a double agent, as in Splinter Cell, colon, double agent. Right? Okay. And you're undercover. And the guy's basically like, you know, um, shoot him, shoot your mate. So you can either shoot your buddy and maintain cover or shoot the guy that's trying to get you to shoot him, expose yourself as a double agent. And then, you know, later on your friend dies anyway. And I th- I, I, did the, I saved them because I, you're, you know, your cover, even though, you know, that's the, I, I hate to think that some people out there would shoot their friend to maintain cover, but there are some people out there that would, I wouldn't, and that, that was ag. That I was would. absolutely agonising because I wanted to nail that playthrough, thinking I'm a sneaky, I'm undercover, I'm awesome. And at the end of the day, it didn't matter because <laughs> I, I had to expose myself anyway. But you know, you know, and it, that was because I was right into the game, and I just thought, oh, that was just, that was stressful. That was absolutely stressful.
2: An example for for me would be the Dishonored games. Uh, so as everyone will know, I I don't do stealth. I'm all about gunning people down and Amen, brother killing everything. <laughs> However, Dishonored has a weird system where if you play a high high chaos run, which is basically you've just destroyed everything and it's it's the naturally it's the natural playthrough when you play without stealth where you just kill everything. The world changes dramatically to the point where um, there's a play going on in the in the background of the the story and as you kill the guards that uh would normally protect the population, you find that the world becomes overrun with this plague, it gets infected with these horrible rats. And the more I did this playthrough by the end of the game, I wanted to go back and do it in a stealth run and do a low chaos run because I felt I felt really horrible about what I'd done to
4: pretty so, much the so whole of should.
2: this world. Yeah. Uh, no. Yeah. So for me that <laughs>
0: Look, <laughs> you Dernhold has a very good run, gutter runoff system for all the blood. Okay, it works fine.
1: I I never even experienced this. I knew that would happen, and I haven't I haven't brought myself to play that high chaos run yet. And the thing is, the combat is that good in that game. That high chaos, is fun. You know, like the fun ways you yeah, can yeah, kill yeah. people. But I can't. I can't bring myself to do that.
2: Well, that's the thing. <laughs> if the game forced me to play in a stealthy way which is probably i i mean I, I don't enjoy stealth mechanics at all but i did it and i i did it because i enjoyed seeing the world kind of kind of fluster not fluster and um, thrive it it came together and by the end of it i felt like i would left that world in a better state and that's naturally how i would pick to play games or to role play if i was the the character in the game so for me that was the one that did it subtly it wasn't as obvious as a bioshock game sorry uh, um BioWare, BioWare game.
0: Uh, Mike, what about you?
3: Yeah, I'm, I'm sort of split between two games here. I mean, the obvious ones, obvious ones, going to be the one which you know we we'd be doing this service to the topic if we didn't bring up the Walking Dead at some stage. So I'm going to mention a, a Grand Theft Auto 4, which was a, you know, it's for me it was one which sort of tackled this first to a sort of mainstream audience in a way, and it sort of. You know, it it, it just presents you with small little options here and there, and I mean, in, in the grand scheme of things, I I don't know if GTA Four will stand the test of time as being a great GTA game, but um, but they're just just really emotionally impacting sort of sort of scenes of, you know, pretty much summarizing all the pros and cons we've said about about choice in games so far, such as, you know, do you want to choose this person to get more money or this person to follow you? your emotional attachment to the characters and then sort of stages where you might be asked to kill someone or not kill someone. And I know people mention all this about Ludo narrative dissonance and things, but at the end of the day, <laughs> you, when you, when you take it into full on, when you take it at full face value on the spot, whether you should kill a person or not for being a, being a shit do you ready? Sort of a, it was, it was quite gripping stuff and yeah, it's left, left an impact on me. Um, you know uh, gta 4 it's a game which we should have forgot. now that you know we're coming up to red dead redemption 2 and things but no it Woo-hoo! still sticks in my head mm-hmm.
0: yeah now that mike has used that buzzword for the first time on our podcast uh mark that down on your bingo markers gentlemen <laughs> so we've all pretty much talked about how choices affect the story and with dishonored it is split down the middle but what about when choices only affect your gameplay Like, um, for me, a big one was Dante's Inferno. And since Craig and Mike, I don't think you've played it, but Dante's Inferno, you run, you come across these historical figures like Julius Caesar or Socrates or Plato or all these people that you will know. And they're in the inferno and you have a choice. Do you absolve them of their sins or do you damn them for eternity with their sins? And depending on whether you damn more people than you absolve or you absolve more people than you damn different skill trees open up and that's pretty much it. It doesn't Mm. affect the story at all. That's all it does. Or, um, a, a smaller note would be like Epic Mickey. And I think I'm the only one that played that. But if you, if you use more thinner than you do paint, because you can choose to either wipe something out of existence or paint something around it and all that stuff. Uh, just, all that changes is your appearance. That's it. So, I mean, do you guys prefer if these choices are very story-based, or do you prefer if they actually affect something within the game system itself?
3: I did like it in, I think it was Fable that you mentioned earlier, where your character had sort of grow into the appearance of, yeah. of how the moral system was reacting. I, yeah, yeah, same I, with I, KOTOR.
2: Yeah, it was the same with uh, Infamous as well. Your your character would oh, good point. Your character would change to uh, a a red lightning if you were going bad, or blue lightning if you were going good. But you also got different skill trees appropriate to each, which uh, yeah. opened up the door to playing the game a second time as well. You know, to to see how it felt on the other side with the different powers because they were all completely different.
0: Is that something you like, or does that bother you when? Some because of the way you play the game something gets locked off
2: the completionist of me likes it because uh, i normally try and you know get as many trophies as possible and a second playthrough is normally accustomed with that sort of yeah. playstyle. but I, I wouldn't do it in a huge rpg like i'm playing dragon age inquisition at the moment and there's no way i'm going to play through that twice uh, so i would be a little bit annoyed if that was to take place in a, a 50 to 100 hour game Craig,
1: what about you? I'm I'm struggling to think of a kind of subtle appearance-changing, and I'm sure that I have played something like that, but, you know...
0: Uh, well, not just appearance, but also, like, skill trees yeah, and things I like that, like know, Infamous or Dante's Inferno.
1: I'm drawing a blank. I've never played Infamous. I've never played Dante's Inferno, and I've never played Epic Mini. So I can tell you what I've not played. <laughs> if I think of something... It see in about 15-20 minutes when I think of something I'll go ah, and then we all right just just blur yeah, it yeah I'll just blurt it out and that'll that'll be it.
0: Not for the first time I think each of us has mentioned you know playing one path and then going through the other path. Uh, I haven't mentioned it because I don't do that. Doesn't it does it bother you guys when you get to see behind the curtain? Like for in, let's take a good example. Um, Dragon Age because three out of the four of us have played it but you'll get it, Mike. Let's say you decide you're going to play good as your first run. You see all those options for good, and you have a good time. It's fun. You then decide to play a bad playthrough, and then you start to realize that those bad choices aren't actually that different. I mean, personally, uh, every game, uh, Mass Effect, Dragon Age, KOTOR, all those games that have these big moral systems, I've only played once. And I I put a time limit on 10 years. I won't play them again for 10 years when I forget everything about it. But I I did it once with Jade Empire. I went through, which, by the way, is is my favorite Bioware game. If you haven't played it, you need to play it. Jade Empire is great. But I went through as good, and then I decided, yeah, I really like this. I'm going to go through as evil. And about halfway through, it's when the curtain kind of fell, and I realized there is not much difference to this at all. And I ended up kind of souring on the game. Has that ever happened to you guys?
1: I think I think I'm in the same boat as, as you there, especially with thing uh, Mass Effect style. I um, I only played through them once, and I wouldn't. I still wouldn't play through any of them again. I think I tried to play Mass Effect again, the first one again. Uh, I think I punched a reporter. Is Mass Effect one the one where you punched the reporter? Yeah
0: yeah (laughs) i
1: felt horrible after that although you know like what can you do but i i couldn't i I just couldn't do it again because i found myself wanting to make the same decisions again because i felt good about them i'm i'm not gonna i'm not gonna play anything twice i'm not i've not even played my high chaos dishonored or anything i'm not gonna do it it doesn't suit my play Hmm. style i'm not i don't want to ruin anything like let's
0: say Okay, okay, so it's not so much that you see behind the curtain of, wow, the good and bad isn't that different. Yeah. It, it's more just a. I I just don't want to play it yeah,
1: again. Yeah, I I think, yeah. I'm, I I wouldn't feel disappointed if it wasn't that I wouldn't be surprised if it wasn't that different because, you know...
0: It's not a lot of the time. It's, it's,
1: there's there's got to be some heavy limitations on this. Something that has god knows how many endings like heavy rain has seven endings and you could go through that a few times and not make the same decisions and other people die at the end of the day it's just logic and on a game that's 50 100 hours there's only so many paths that you can program in before it's all it's all yeah. the same so I'm, i wouldn't be surprised by it which is why I, I wouldn't bother with that heavy rain played through a few times easily it's, it's, that's not a problem.
0: That's a short yeah. game too,
1: and I think because it's short, there's there's more paths, there's more branching, and it and it works a lot better. I think the longer the game, the more linear it's going to be with the the fake decision making, yeah, and and all you've got at the end is a different video spliced together. I think from um, all the different options on the
0: <laughs> on the heavy rain. I think um uh, until dawn did it very well with the splicing yes. paths. Yeah. That did very well, um, but yeah, like like you mentioned, the whole splicing together from different footage. A lot of games, like the original Fallout's, kind of did that, where it was like, do you save Nuketown? Do you not save Nuketown? Mm-hmm. That was the name of it, right? With the the, the bomb in the middle.
1: Uh, was it not Megaton? Megaton. <sighs> Megaton. Yeah.
0: There we go. Ah, yeah. good man. But yeah, so so your ending was more or less just uh, an update on each of the choices you made, and they could just shove in. You did good, yeah. you did bad, and then the next one... Well, The Witcher does that The Witcher that too, does that at, a, extent, at, the, at the end but...
1: of it. You, you do get just a, a set 30 seconds of such and such went off to live a happy life selling yeah. flowers by the roadside. And...
0: I, I do like those. I like those, especially when since everybody ended up with Triss. Anyway, Luke, what, what about you?
2: Yeah, I I mean, I, I don't like the Bioware games are maybe a bad example because they're very grindy. There's a lot of I mean, a lot of the things are the same. You, you you have to fight through a dungeon to get to the choice. So doing the dungeon twice to get to the choice twice, that doesn't appeal to me. But games like The Walking Dead, I, uh, I tried to play that being a jerk instead of being, you know, like the compassionate father figure. And I find my decisions made no difference at all. And that really broke the game for me. Um, like, it's maybe like a shortcoming of the Telltale games in general, but I don't know if any of you guys tried to be... Um, dick lee but uh, it it turned out pretty much i mean your decisions didn't seem to make any odds to the game at all everything seemed to just click into place on the final chapters um which it it, i mean other
0: than who lives and who dies yeah
2: i had a good time with that game when i was playing i I played it through it three times uh two times as good and one time as bad and i I really enjoy the game but there there isn't enough difference for there to do the, the replayability Um, beyond it just being a great game
4: Mm.
3: but do you not think that's something that might have been affected by the illusion of having played it multiple times i mean i I played it once and it felt like every uh every action I took in that felt significant, even the actions I didn't take oh, yeah. you know, like yeah. leading up to the the who who the actual uh antagonist is at the end of it and like you know there's there's loads of crazy little things, and you know you see characters go missing and you're thinking you know they do actually reappear in season. Two or three and stuff, but I mean, uh, I don't know. From my perspective, it seemed like every every choice seemed quite solid there. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I mean, I'm not I'm it. not having a bash in that game. I think I maybe didn't explain that well. I mean, I I enjoyed that game so much that I played it three times, and I normally don't replay <laughs> games. I've never I've never replayed any of the other Telltale games. Um, and I replayed it thinking, God, if if it's so good playing it good, how's it going to be if I'd be bad? And I was a little bit disappointed that. I got the impression that that game was going to have a different route. But, I mean, all the was, choices yeah. were... I mean, that's one of the few games that's made me cry. It's uh, it's amazing, The Walking Dead.
3: Yeah, but, it, I mean, to to scale it back a bit, there is there is a case that a lot of the things in The Walking Dead, it's a case of um, telling someone if it's true or false rather than it actually being true or false. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. it could be being bitten. No. yep. I mean... <laughs> it's just... You know, you're affecting you're affecting systems in a way, and and yeah, maybe they do they do sort of take liberties with who gets killed off as a result of making big decisions, just so that no no grand outcome ever comes. But, uh,
1: yeah. First of all, I can't believe so, that you didn't so cry on. at the end of Final Fantasy fifteen. And second, <clears throat> that's that's inhuman. And second. Is it that that, that maybe all of the writing and the logic is piling towards the positive because, you know, maybe they think more people are gone? you know, if you have to program it twice, you might put more effort into the good side because maybe that's where you want
0: to tell. Oh my gosh, Craig. That's twice you're transitioning into something I was going to mention oh, next. Fact. Oh my gosh, you're a god! <laughs>
2: first of all, first of all, the only good point of Final Fantasy Fifteen's ending is when they made the logo make sense with the, the uh, shape of ah uh, ah. Uh, oh,
0: you're you're the worst. Oh, oh, <laughs> the worst. And
2: second of all, yes, I totally agree. I may be over invested in The Walking Dead. I'm sorry. That's fine. So
0: That's then, fine. hold on, hold on, guys. Mm-hmm. This we have come to an impasse. Did you or did you not reveal you got bitten?
3: I didn't. Really? No, no, I, I hid it. I can't wow. remember what I was thinking. I think I was trying to oh, figure wow. out the game logic, and it didn't really work.
2: Yeah, well, that redneck well, was a bit well, of a psycho, so maybe you didn't want to tell.
0: Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I revealed it.
1: Um, I, ha- I haven't played it. I, I think at some point, look, oh. you might have said you know if you've got kids and you get quite emotional just just stay away from it for a wee while or something and i was just like okay then you know you know me i'll I'll be crying my eyes out for days or something
2: yeah there's some really tough decisions in that game especially about children um Mm -hmm. I I chose to uh, tell people, and then I chose to have my arm cut off, thinking that would help. Did anyone else? They do have me too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: And then I was just gimpy Lee for the whole rest of the game. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they started okay, calling well, me stumply. Well, uh, uh, I to, to kind of what's the word I'm looking for? I just said it. Segue. To segue into kind of what, what Craig was talking about, do you guys have a tendency when a game tries to shepherd you down a certain path of whether good or evil, like Bioshock. Bioshock wants you to save the Little Sisters. It, it stops just short of Ted Levine coming to your house and handing you a note that says don't harvest them. Do you guys have a, a tendency to kind of buck what the game developers wanted or are you kind of okay just going for the ride?
1: I'm okay going for the ride, but I would be if there's any obvious attempt at that. I would be a wee bit annoyed that they gave you a choice in the first place. If they wanted you to take one certain route, be like, "Well, why? Why'd you bother with the choice yeah. then?"
0: you know, like the choices of you know, do you want to go left or right, and you choose yeah. left, and a party member goes, "Are you sure? Are you sure you I, want to go I know, left? Yeah, are, are you sure? We should probably go right." Yeah, uh, then I kind of have a tendency, to be like, no, we're going left. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's a door that Are doesn't you sure open. You don't want to set up this new settlement.
1: Oh God, he's walked close to Preston. Again. <laughs> no. Get away! Get away! <laughs> Preston, give me your hat.
3: <laughs> this this is a good way to explore how we actually play games. You know, a lot of times when I play something like, say, Devil May Cry, when you go to a logical door which you know is going to go onto an area which which is completely locked off from where you were last, I never like a lingering chest hidden behind me. Just like I don't like to know what was to the left, which I'll never see now. You know. It's a...
0: Oh yeah, that drives me insane. Mm-hmm. If I accidentally go down the critical path instead of the side passages first, it's like oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: well, That's just. I went through exactly this thing multiple times today. I played through the the order today and yesterday. And so many times you get to a point You're underground in a tunnel, there's various paths And some woman's like Help me push this minecart out the way And you know that it's going to cut to a cutscene So the first thing I do is turn around And walk the other way <laughs> and, and you always get this wee quick What's taking you so long? Like, I'm exploring, I'm looking for phonographs Leave me alone
3: <laughs> I mean we we technically break the logic of these games Anyway <laughs> so. Oh yeah. The moral system is that a man in an apocalypse is going to walk away looking for a a candy bar instead of
0: saving someone (laughs) who he knows he's got at least three minutes to rescue. Look, (laughs) that guy can't be assassinated. I need to get that sea shanty. I need it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I'm I'm struggling to think of uh, an example, to be honest. But yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people that also will turn away from the critical path like... Oh, there's a boss behind this door. Well, let me go explore all the corridors that I missed. I'll be back in 30 minutes. Yeah.
0: We've all played Bioshock, right? Mike, you played Bioshock? Oh, God. Not I've not heard there. of it, actually. Is that on the N64? I'm using this as design? an example. Yep. I'm using it as an example. And we all know that 2 is okay. the best. Because it, it's the only one I can think of.
3: I completed it Two about a week is the best. after it first came out on the PC. Good
0: man. Okay. So, so Bioshock, right? And I'm not harping on Bioshock, it's just the one that we've all played and pretty much everybody has played. Pretty sure my kid has played Bioshock. But what about in games where you're punished for making a choice, which would be Bioshock? Like, you do have the choice to harvest or save the Little Sisters. But it turns out, if you end up harvesting the Little Sisters, you get way less. Now, if you know about this beforehand, that will color your choices, right? Right. Like if you know you're gonna get you're gonna get more Adam, you're gonna get more uh, tonics, you're gonna to get all these different kind of things. If you go good, is it really a choice to go evil then, or is it just pfft, uh, whatever? I'm gonna get the thing that gives me the most.
1: I'd be the opposite. I'd be like, well, you know, if it's just gonna get me twice as much of this thing, I'll just you know I'll be a wee bit more frugal <laughs> with my usage of this thing. You know, and I'll I'll save twice as many little sisters. I'm I'm not I'm not going to make a bad decision for personal gain, Dave.
0: <laughs> well, no, no, no. You'd be making a good, good, a good decision for personal gain. Hi. Because, well, let's use an example of something nobody's played. Ah, uh, Lords of the Fallen. I think I'm the only one that played it, right?
2: A little. Yeah, good I played maybe an hour.
0: Yeah. Okay. All right. Well. There is a bit of a choice system in that, but it's a choice system that hurts. And I really wish more games would do this. Like, say you come across a man who's, you know, dying, and he says, I need a potion. Can you please give me a potion? Now, you only have five potions. They're like Estus Flask if you ever played Dark Souls. They regenerate, but you have a max cap. And if you just do the unconscious, yeah, good thing, here, take the potion, whatever, I'll just refill at the bonfire you actually have to give up that potion slot for the rest of the game Ooh. to help that NPC. And see, I, I guess in life, I'm, I'm of the opinion of, generally, when you, if you want to do something good, it's going to hurt. <laughs> like, something is going to hurt. I, I don't like where the evil path is always, oh, you get more up front, and you're not really hurting anything. And then the good is always, well, you don't get anything now, but later on, you'll reap the rewards is that something that bothers you guys
3: i, I think it's quite good I, I, playing a uh, uh, mad max more recently the amount of wanderers you get in the desert where they say can i have a flask of water you go well i'm, I'm only going to raid a settlement soon and grab another flask of water so treat yourselves <laughs> it's perfectly fine by me um no, yeah but in that case that's no, a bit more of a Tough choice, isn't it? Yeah,
0: if you had like limited water flasks, like an end cap that you could, you will only have forty two. Do you really start giving away? Like, I like that. That's a good choice. I'd give it away. Of course, that. you would. You're a god among men. I would men, just Craig.
1: give it away because at the end of the day, you You give it away. You you complete the game. You complete the game with one less flask, and you're like, I helped that guy. I helped that. Now, NPC now, what dude. if
0: it's a game? Where it's incredibly difficult, and you need that post to down that boss.
2: I I think I'd have to find out what the reward is and when I'd have to get it before. Ah! I <laughs> yeah, I, I I'd probably Google it uh, if I if it wasn't apparent on the game, and I'd make the decision on based on what's gonna let me progress
1: there's, best. There's a bit of a a bit of a thing like that in Mankind Divided. Have is this gonna bother anyone if I speak about Mankind Divided?
0: Go right ahead.
1: There's a, there's a choice. Is it? Is, is it what?
3: How far through the game
1: is it? Uh, maybe <laughs> the second time you hit Prague. Okay, I'm not there yet. Oh, my God. Okay, right, okay. I'll try and keep this as vague as possible, but you have to make a choice with what quest, what mission to do, and you can either save somebody... Or you can stop people robbing a bank to rob a corporate entity of their weaponry and cash. So on one hand, you've got to save somebody and miss the opportunity to get all that delicious booty and bullets. But if you go for the booty and the bullets, you've you've let someone die. And I went straight for the saving somebody option. Only to find out later on in the game that they had a key card that saved me a couple of minutes worth of hacking.
0: Okay, so so how did you feel about that? I mean, d- does that lessen the choice for you? No,
1: no, not at all. I, w- I would make the same choice again and again. I couldn't let that person die. Just like I couldn't well, let... Well, they
0: are just ones and zeros.
1: Well, no, that doesn't matter. That doesn't matter. It's the same as the little sisters. Who wants to harvest a little sister? Nobody. I feel sorry for anyone that harvested those little sisters. Oops. Oh, damn you.
0: Damn you! (laughs) (laughs) Look, look, look! It was for science. I had to harvest one just to see, and then I saw and went, "Oh oh, boy!" Okay, we're not doing that again.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think I did the same.
3: (laughs) Oh, you hypocritical! No, no, it's it's definitely its job if it's if it's you know giving you a clean conscience on making a decision
0: like that, yeah. Yeah. It did a very good job to let you know boy, what you're doing is really bad. You should probably stop.
3: But speak, speaking of, of games which do really ask you taxing questions, um, if you remember years back, there was Hideo Kojima speaking quite frequently about deleting your save data if you died in the game and things to that effect. and Hardcore. Yeah, that's. Well. And it has actually happened in uh, two games that I'm aware of. I'm not sure if it's too much of a spoiler, as
0: we're one is quite recent. Well, okay, so there's this one game called Nier. And, Mike, what you just said reminded me of it. <laughs> no, <laughs> okay, well,
3: that That may be a, a good,
0: good bit So, of so a you can cut this if you want. But go ahead, Mike. This is your game. We'll, we'll cut this if you want, but at least explain it to Luke and...
2: Uh, Craig. uh Yeah, the bomb cast spoiled this for me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh
1: well, right. Explain it to me so that I can be the only person that's this is spoiled for.
3: Okay, so in the, in the very first game you go all the way through the game. Yep. Um, you complete the multiple endings A, B, C, D. Um, on the very final choice you basically get told if you want to save this person's life you can vanish yourself from this world They'll forget memories of you that you ever existed, but it'll also include, in brackets, delete all of your save data. <laughs> so you get, like, much like, um, you know, regening in Titanfall. Yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. You'll, you'll get. You just get everything wiped completely. It'll go through every single page. It'll delete all the weapons you collected, every side quest you've done, and finally, it'll get not only the save game that you're on. But every other save game on there delete them all off the system and send you straight back to the very beginning with just a thank you for playing message <laughs> and you have made a you have made the ultimate choice and and it goes one step further in the sequel so in it actually destroys your hard drive it, it blows <laughs> it up your PlayStation your and sends, <laughs> it sends an automated message to Microsoft to replace your system with a more <laughs> superior system of American engineering, although <laughs> only fifty percent of people get the Xbox in the end, so that's the gamble. The others get a a PlayStation Three, which is a bit of a bit of a downgrade, I'd say. I mean, that's true story. True story.
1: I was just going to say that's the prime example of if if that I was faced with that decision, I would easily just go for the delete and save data thing. Or wouldn't I wouldn't. I'm not pressured, you know. I just go, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to save that person. Yeah.
3: No, I'm no. Not. I think mean, that no, what actually happens in in Automata is that it will throw you into a, a a bullet hell game, which seems almost impossible to to beat. The only way of you beating the bullet hole, a uh, bullet hole, bullet bullet hell game, is <laughs> to be rescued by someone else who, while you're playing that has deleted all of their save data to sacrifice themselves oh. for you to get through to the very end of the credits. So See, their name flashes up on your cool screen. Thing.
2: It's like breaking the fourth wall almost, isn't it? It's...
3: Although I'd argue that it's a placebo effect. I think if you sacrifice yourself, you'll yeah. probably appear on a hundred other people's games as their savior. Yeah, well, Okay. Yeah. yeah I you know. doubt it, it's one to one. you are put on that, that hidden online leaderboard in a way. Which says you've done it. I, of course, backed up my save data to PS Plus and reached the. List. Oh, you are the, the worst, Mike. You're the worst. See, but I do have not... a fancy title screen and my still complete hundred percent save and platinum trophy, which I did not buy with in-game currency. But, uh...
0: mm. but yeah, Mike, like like Mirror is a great example of a game that I was kind of lukewarm on. Until I got to that ending and that ending made me absolutely love that game Mm. because I'm a big stickler for in choices. I like when you feel or experience the exact same thing that that character is experiencing and that the whole vanishing from existence while it vanishes it from your existence Mm -hmm. was absolutely genius, like hands down.
3: That's it' powerful. I'm 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 quite surprised
0: and sort of happy that they
3: actually actually did it and didn't uh you know, backpedal.
0: Yeah. No. No. All. All power to him, man. Also, on a side note, Craig. Yes. Are you Jesus?
1: Why am I Jesus? I've picked you're Just saving
0: everybody, man. What? No, well, just what? You, you, you're, 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 I'm safe. I'm gonna save everybody. But why save not? Everybody.
1: Why not? I think the gamble. For going being good is worth it, even if you don't get anything, you still feel good about yourself.
0: Again, see, you're like you're like Jesus, jeez. Anyway. Uh Luke, did you have anything you wanted to to add on that? Sorry, what was the question? <laughs> oh God, I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I it started with us talking about Bioshock, how the evil choice is always almost always the, the lesser choice to take even if they tout itself as well you can choose either and it's just it's just you know you can walk either path but in the end your gamer sense is going to say no i i get more stuff if i go good
2: okay i'm going to i'm going to turn this around and give you an oh, example Dave. of a gate okay sorry i just can i just
1: interject with a slight thing oh uh, yeah sure i'm be-
2: not talking or anything it just trying <laughs> on <laughs>
1: Not really. this is before, before, before you... Get... Oh, Dave, when Dave,
2: you... can I interject with the... What? Hi. <laughs> <laughs> is a little... 20 if you minute harvest...
3: later recollection that you promised it... about 20 no, minutes No, no, yeah.
1: this is something else. Oh. I just got why <laughs> the whole Bioshock thing, why you said that, is because when you when you harvest them, you get more stuff. The bad choice is the better choice to make if you're a gamer.
0: No. no. Yeah. No. no, it's not. No, no yeah. it's not. In the long run, you get almost double well, if you go good. In of what the you long get run, yeah. Well, you what? I, well, are you gonna play the game till you get to the first little sister and go? All right, this is it. I'm done. No, you're gonna finish <laughs> no. the game. No,
1: but at that at that specific <laughs> point in time, you're like, you or you could be like someone somewhere could be like, ah, oh, it, I'm just gonna take all the stuff.
0: Yeah, but like Luke said, you're gonna Google it. Yeah, you know, you're gonna Google it sometimes right. so anyway you, you were saying luke before jesus interrupted you <laughs> jesus. sorry about
2: that uh, yeah so just this so, yeah such i think right you know. i'm gonna give an example of a fuck <laughs> <off>, rig <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm gonna give an example of um a game which i thought was giving me an obvious good or evil choice and then it threw a curveball and it was completely messed up and that was infamous I don't know if you guys have played this game. Uh, this this is probably why I like this game as much as I do. Uh, later on in the game, you're given the choice to... Uh, so there's a, there's a... Hang on, I've written it down. There's a pandemic. Pandemic? Pandemic? Pandemic?
0: A panda? It, it's, it's pandemic.
2: There's a pandemic going on. Panda on. named Mick? Blip, 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 blip. There's a, a Star Fox <laughs> going on. <laughs> there's a pandemic going on in the city that you're stuck in and uh the the big bad evil guy has given you the the choice of either save six doctors that can uh hopefully cure the pandemic or save your girlfriend Mm -hmm. right uh now i think that the way they set it out was the good choice would be to save the doctors and the bad choice would be to save your girlfriend I went for Save My Girlfriend, thinking, screw it, I'll take one bad decision, but I'm more invested in that character than this city. And what happened was I turned up to save my uh, girlfriend to find that she wasn't actually at the location she was given, and the big bad had already killed her, and then killed the six doctors anyway. I was like, what? <laughs> That's not how this works! <laughs> uh, so, yeah, it was it was quite cool. Um, if you save the doctors... Your your girlfriend still died, and the city would have been saved. So, had I gone for the good choice, I would have, I would have done well. It was a it was a heartbreaking decision. Um, yeah, that that game I think threw a curveball, and I like to see that in these sort of games.
1: That's the exact opposite thing happens at the end, and I'm going to do it completely non-spoiler Mike, of mankind divided. You can either. Go after the main big baddie and get rid of him, or you can go and save some politicians, which then in the longer term, you know, are going to save the world and stuff like that. But you can actually do both of them if you do them really quickly. So you can run, kill the baddie, and then absolutely leg it to the ballroom (laughs) to save the politicians. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> Only if you do it within like 10 minutes Or sort of in game time or something It's like 10 minutes you've got If you don't, you know, you're you're hooped But the game doesn't tell you that It doesn't tell you that at all You can kill the baddie and then wander off to the end
3: Just to just to bring this all around Luke, at the end of Infamous Isn't your girlfriend actually one of the scientists anyway? I can't you really remember
0: Oh, okay. no. I was going to say, what if your girlfriend's a doctor? Because <laughs> uh, I, think, I, I
3: think remember she's a that nurse, bit, isn't he...
0: she? Oh,
3: yeah. All right, right. So she's. Ah, okay, okay.
2: At the end, you find out that the big bad guy is actually you <laughs> from the future. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, you, you yourself have uh, forced yourself, your past self, to watch your girlfriend die, which I thought was horrible. <laughs> That's
3: a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's was, was very bio The first one where it says, The beast is coming in seven hours the beast is coming in
2: yeah that was uh that's that was what i said to my wife <laughs> jesus all <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, right okay that was infamous tea that was the big bad
0: now we've we've generally been pretty positive about morality systems we haven't brought up too many bad examples so i'll less to mind but uh what about you guys are there any pet peeves that you have where where a game took it too far or you didn't like the way it did things like for me and this is tantamount to heresy for me so forgive me Gwyn, for i have sinned um demon souls they have a morality system in there but it is so obscured by everything there's a thing called character tendency and world tendency if you do good things like killing bosses and stuff like that, your character tendency moves towards white as well as the world. If you kill NPCs, if you, um, you know, kill somebody for their gear, all that kind of stuff, your character tendency moves towards black. And what this does is depending on what your character tendency is and what the world tendency is, it changes. Now, the tricky thing here is that the world tendency is an aggregate of all of the players in the entire game. Oh. And it made it well. That's a very cool idea. It made it so difficult and so obfuscated that it it might as well not have been there, and it was nothing but a hassle.
3: Although there is the um, the like events where they set it up to just be yeah, one tendency do... for a day or two,
0: didn't they? Yeah, like Valentine's Day. They on Valentine's Day they made the whole uh, the world tendency white for every place and then I forget what day it was that they made it all black like I think it was Halloween that they made all the world tendencies black and it, it's a great idea but it just it was too much and then on the opposite end of this system you got things like wasteland 2 and wasteland 2 loves the idea of a choice and everything is a choice I mean it's it's just somebody knocked on the door do you answer it yes or no if you answer it Do you reply by saying, okay, or yo, you know, they, they just, there were just so many choices. And when you have that many choices thrown at you, you kind of don't notice what's important and what's not. Mm. And I think that's a, that's another bad way to do it. So what do you guys think? What are some bad examples where you just bounced off of it?
1: I've, I've got one from Dishonored, the first Dishonored. And it's in my non-lethal, obviously, non-lethal playthroughs.
0: Wait a minute. What? You just said that was a good one you liked. No, no, it's a good one that I liked. a half hour ago.
1: But it's a bad, bad thing.
0: Okay. Bad thing.
1: And it's when, I don't know if you remember, but if you're playing it non-lethal, the only way to take out one of the targets without stabbing her is to kidnap her and deliver her to a rapist. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, the three sisters. Anything you don't know he's a rapist. I mean, it's kind of implied, but for all you know. No, he is. He
1: is. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like I'm doing I'm doing this and I'm not liking it and I'm I'm going for, I'm going with it. I felt so it's good. It's a it was a good kind of like this isn't a good thing, but it's, you know, I had to do it type thing. I it was horrible. It's a very small scale compared to you know, like what you just mentioned, but that was, that was my, why did they do this to me moment?
0: Well, I mean, he just said he loved her a lot. A and lot. in time, she, she could I, learn to love him too. I mean, sure, she might be in a basement somewhere, but remember you did that. You did it. Good job, Craig, because you couldn't kill anybody. You just had to save everybody.
1: <laughs> Hell, oh Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It was a very Jesus move, wasn't it?
0: (laughs) No! (laughs) But, uh, Mike, Luke, I mean, is is there a game where the morality system, you just hated it?
3: Uh, Well, I always thought, um, like, look at branching branching games. Like, a a lot of it all seems to come a lot from the visual novel side of things. And, um, you know, my my favourites there were, you know, the, the Zero Escape series and sort of, Steins Gate even, that's that's a really good one. Um, There's not really much in the way of... Well, there is a bit in the way of morality choices, although they're all just pretty much oddballs, so you have to roll with them (laughs) the best you can. Uh, For me, quite well. But um, I thought for Boyfriend, which is a really, really odd game, Um, that was the sort of thing where if there were choices that I was going to get invested in, I wasn't paying much attention to the story because the story is just absolutely... It's not like Phoenix Wright funny where there's a there's a there's there's an odd narrative to follow if you pay careful attention. But it's just... There didn't seem to be much planning in the way there for me to even be aware of what was important to me. So when I came to the choices, I'd just be, you know, pressing whichever one looked like. You know, I'd, I'd think, which one can I read the quickest out of these two? or oh, which one's got <laughs> more of the letter A in it? And it sort of that—that that was a. It, I mean, I think if if there's not a good game at the bottom of it, do the choices really matter? Um. Yeah, that's that's a case where I think it went, you know, but just a bit of a rough game to to be choosing from in the first place. I guess not enough attention given by me. But uh. For uh, for actual games, that, I don't know. Could you repeat the question, please? I oh. <laughs> no, no,
0: you answered yeah, the yeah, question. It, well. it was a game where you you bounced off the the system, the choice system, hmm. for whatever reason. So yeah, it will that works fine.
2: Yeah, a game that um there's not it's not really the system. It's the game itself and the the story behind it. Uh, spec Ops: The Line. I, I had some real. Ugh. i didn't understand why some of the, why that system was in that game uh it seemed like a i can see what they were trying to do and whilst i i like the story i think some of the decisions in that game were horrific uh especially the one where you you ended up napalming half a city of...
0: it's white phosphorus and don't oh. you feel bad even though you didn't have a choice to yeah, do it uh, oh, i hate that game yeah I, I what, well, that's it, the thing,
2: I liked the game, I just didn't like the decision parts of it, you know, shoot this prisoner, shoot that prisoner, or fight loads of people. It just, it, it left a bad taste in my mouth.
0: Yeah, now, not you is a terrible person. White Phosphorus. No, that's not <laughs> yeah, the, 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 not going down that tangent, but yeah, it's the same thing as Hotline Miami. What? Uh, what? Anyway. I no, what was the choice? In, what? What, yeah, what, where, what are you on about? Yeah. No, 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 no. No, no, I, I don't USA. like Spec Ops the line for the same reason I don't like Hotline Miami. Because the games underneath them the are great. No, no, oh, oh I love the soundtrack to Hotline Miami. Yeah. The problem there lies they the want you to feel bad yeah. for making a choice that you didn't have a choice in making.
2: Mm. Dave.
0: It's like, yes, you, what?
2: I love you. I'm sorry, that's a trigger. I love you because I now get to put the Hotline Miami soundtrack into
0: this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. (laughs) But yeah, I don't like being punished for things I didn't make a choice, like Bioshock, but never mind. We've already touched on Bioshock. So now that we've had our negative Nancy section, which is fun, is there something you guys would do to improve the way morality systems work? personally, I would like it if the world around me changed. I would like it if you know very few games do this, but there are some that do. I would like it if you know the choices there were more gray if the to do good, you had to offer something that would um handicap you a little bit, but because you really wanted to do it, you know you know th- everything comes at a price, yeah. I like that in choices instead of just oh okay, you chose that one. Well this person's gonna stand over here now. So that that's what I would do to improve it. Put more weight behind choices, not so much just narrative. Well I do love the narrative choices, but you don't really feel it until, oh, that NPC that I sold all my stuff to is gone. Or ooh, I can't I can't use that gun anymore because I gave it to somebody. I don't I want more choices like that
1: yeah I think i don 't know if this quite fits your the the heavy hitting choice type thing you're getting at, but I have a, a slight story of one of the biggest heartbreaking decisions in any game ever, and it was in life is strange i don 't know if you played it, but oh,
4: yeah. it's like
1: that episodic kind of story driven thing. And you've got this gift. You can go back in time and there's a murderer on the loose. And you've got to kind of try and figure out what things... Each All the way through, you're building relationships with everyone. And it's just... It's a really lovely character development game. And then right at the very end, you've got to make a decision. And the decision is basically, do you save your best friend from the killer... Back in time or do you you know, do you do you let the killer go? So your decision, you've got to go back to the very start of the game, the very start of episode one, and let your best friend die in order to have the killer apprehended because you saving her the first time round was what started the killings Bree.
0: You know, uh one thing that has popped up is if you're ever in a situation where you may or may not have a friend in peril Boy, just the whole world hinges on that person. Yeah. Like, if if you're you're at video game casting and they want you to be the best friend, don't take it. Don't. <laughs> it, it just never ends well. Yeah. Else. No, it doesn't. It doesn't <laughs> but but, at all. Oh, oh, but so Craig, I mean, I mean, in in the morality systems that you've played, mm-hmm. is there anything you would do to improve those? Like like you would like to see this, or you would well, like more, to see that?
1: More decisions like that, more massive impact things that get you right in the gut. Things that build long term decisions, choices rather than, you know, short left's or rights. And that's that's the thing is you do get your mass effects and Inquisition had a bit of piffery at the end of it and stuff like that. But I think it's the it's the natural place for it to go, and it's only gonna get better, you know, the more complex and the what, what am I trying to say? Oh, it's the, absolutely. It's the natural evolution of it. You're talking about, like, however many years ago, it was very simple. You had a linear story, then you had a branching point where it went in two directions, and then four, six, eight, tw- you know, like... And it when it gets to the point where you can play, like, a good 30-, 40-hour game and have some really meaningful decisions that make you go, oh, oh, you know, like, that. that's what I'm wanting. I want that life is strange feeling where over five episodes I was heartbroken on a grand scale. I want to be destroyed by a game or a decision I've made.
2: On you go, Luke. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about the games that I enjoy, and that's Bethesda games and Bioware games. And um, I would like to see those. It's not... A specific thing I'd like to see like I agree with your points I'd really like to see worlds change your characters change depending on my decisions but I'd also like it if they maybe change things up like sometimes it feels like Bioware games especially like the recent couple ones there has to be a good and a bad choice in everything and sometimes you're just like there's no need for this like I'd rather have a really good piece of uh, storytelling that's been written well with one or two choices rather than a choice at every opportunity possible. Um, so, yeah, I'd like it
0: if Bioware ever discovers option C. <laughs> those games will be yeah, amazing. Well,
2: they did it in Mass Effect 3's ending. <laughs> there was an option three. Ah! <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God.
0: Uh, You're supposed to say trigger warning. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I like the systems, but it does feel like they haven't changed much since uh, since the uh, KOTOR. Yeah, KOTOR. And there are opportunities for things to move forward. I was thinking about um, Shadows of Mordor with the the Nemesis system. I mean, I'm really surprised that when I first saw that system, I thought this is going to be in every Bioware game from now on. Could you imagine that where you've got to go kill said person? And, you know, at the moment I'm playing Inquisition and I've just been sent to take out a Raiders camp. Imagine if that Raiders camp had someone that had a bit more story to it, like a nemesis system. It, it, there's so much places things could go, but Bioware seemed pretty stuck in, their, uh, stuck in their groove, and their writing has been pretty terrible in the sense of Mass Effect Andromeda.
0: Burn. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't have Garrus. Mm. So what, Mike? What about you? Well, I have a pre Is there something you'd like to see? Uh, Ooh.
3: Yeah, I've, I mean, I've, I've noticed this becoming a bit of a deja vu thing, but um, I've, I've mentioned it relatively recently, but State of Decay is still a game that I'm playing, um, and it's oddly, it completely escaped my mind until now when I was just thinking about this, and you know, it, it has its own little stories, There's there's all sorts of crazy stuff happening in that game, and it sort of covers almost everything I've mentioned on this entire show. Um, luckily it actually has a sequel due um, relatively soon I presume um, but yeah that I think that's got the sort of ideas in mind for, for what I'd like to see next you know the whole um, bump into a, a ranger in the middle of the land you talk to him you might have the influence to have him run with you for a while if you do a little task for him he might join you uh, sort of like Creating little communities around. As I said the the last time I mentioned it, it's it's the game I wish I'd I'd designed myself at some point. Um, <laughs> and yeah, I, I mean, it, you know, they're not they're not there yet, and it is quite a rough sort of sort of game. But um, no, that's that's where I sort of, I'd like to see things heading. To be honest, um, it's just surprising that I, it never crossed my mind until this this moment in time. So uh, completely off the radar, but it's there.
2: What game was that? My headphone fell. That's okay. State of
3: Decay, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Stick day. (laughs) Um, No, I mean, have any of you even uh, played State of Decay?
2: Yeah.
0: I played it for like ten minutes. I wasn't a huge fan, mainly because of zombies. I, I, whatever zombies.
2: Yeah, I, I played it. I had a good time with it.
3: Oh, cool, cool. i just—it's just if you, you know, if you create your own little story of this, go into a camp, meet people, see mm. them all die, bump <laughs> into others. Maybe this guy will join you. Maybe you'll die, and then someone else will replace you. And then it's like uh, that—that guy's just randomly walking around. What's he up to? Is he—is he on your side? Is he maybe with the army and things? You know, there's a—I think there's an untapped world there, really, and we'll we'll probably see in the future what what that world's going to be like when it's fully materialized
2: yeah hopefully. i can't
0: wait okay so so we're going to start bringing this to a little bit of a close uh just a little bit behind the curtain well when we were starting i was going to talk about the first game that you know kind of really offered choices and um, it was a bit of a, a google fest to try to find it and i still can't get a concrete answer from from what i could tell it's either wizardry ultima or wasteland depending on you know I think Wasteland is, is the closest to us in what we know now as, like, the Bioware model. Mm. Well, I do, but I do like the name Wizardry, it, it,
3: so maybe we'll go with Wizardry.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Wizardry is a very hard but fun game. But in the end, guys, a thought occurred to me. And you know what? Long before there was video games, gentlemen. Well, maybe not long. Okay, so close. There were choose-your-own-adventure books, and there uh. was D&D. Oh, yeah. And... Let me just say, God bless D and D because now we can have conversations like this. But um, we're gonna we're gonna close out this show with, you know, a couple of our recommends. You know, games we really liked. So have at it, gentlemen.
3: Well, okay, I'll, I'll spot if you'd like, David.
0: Oh, sure, Michael. Thank you, thank you. I'm gonna jump <laughs>
3: right on that, and I'm gonna say,
0: keep it to three or four.
3: Three or four, four. Or four. Oh, okay, okay. Well, um. I'd say try, uh, try Steinscape. Try the Zero Escape series, definitely, because that'll keep you on edge for ten minutes before you even make your decisions. Um, <laughs> I didn't even mention it. I'm surprised at this, but I'd, I'd probably say try Catherine just for its just for its story side, even if the puzzles don't really truly get to you. Um, and. Go on, I'll take the obvious... In, in fact, no, I won't take the obvious one. I'll say try The Stanley Parable, because that's another one I didn't mention. It's it's quite quite powerful in
2: what it does, too. Mike, just before you finish, can you give us one of your hardest decisions you've ever had to make in a video game? Or oh, one of the, that's quite a, easy. That's, a decision that's, that's, easy. that's left you feeling really crap after doing it.
3: Uh, well, it's a huge spoiler, but... In Zero Time Dilemma, you're left with the task of whether you want to incinerate someone or have someone be shot in the head. And the two different people (laughs) who can see each other at the same time as you're stood there making the decision. And I can't remember if you even have the option to do nothing, but it did leave me sat at at the screen for, for at least 10 minutes. Jeez. It was pretty
2: brutal. Yeah, it sounds yeah. pretty horrific. <laughs> Especially after you spent so much time with those characters.
3: Oh, I spent games before
2: with them as well. Mm.
0: Alright, Luke, what do you recommend and give us your toughest decision?
2: Um yeah, I would recommend uh the Mass Effect series is obviously one that I've spent a lot of time with. Um even though I didn't like three too much, they are great games. Um some other ones I would recommend would be Until Dawn. Uh, I had a really good time with this game um and I'm not a big horror fan but I played it with my wife and uh it it became more of like a <laughs> how can we kill these people and stuff it's uh it's got some <laughs> it's got some really fun mechanics in it and it it's a lot of fun so I'd really recommend that and um just to throw a little bit, bit of a curveball, everybody says The Walking Dead is a really good game by Telltale, but uh, so is The Wolf Among Us. It's a really, really, really good Telltale game, um, so I'd recommend that. Uh, My
0: wife agrees. Mm,
2: nice. Uh, one of the toughest decisions. To she
0: likes that more than Walking Dead.
2: Yeah, yeah, me too. I'm sorry. Yeah, me too. Uh, it, it's a great game. Um, so much so that I bought the comic and then never, never read it. <laughs> 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 One of the toughest decisions that I ever had to make um, well there's a few lists here but I'll I'll give one that nearly had me in tears is in uh, The End of Walking Dead Um, Lee has been bitten Uh, he's made it back to Clementine who's uh, just spotted her parents are dead, sorry this is a full spoiler (laughs) and uh, (laughs) she has the horrible (laughs) choice to um, handcuff Lee to a radiator so that when he turns he won't come after her but you have the decision to either make her kill Lee after he's gone or just leave him be. And I find that really difficult. You've spent, you've spent so much time, you know, helping this little girl through a tough time in her life while the world's just completely falling apart. Everything around you has gone to shit. And then you've got this horrible decision of, are you going to let her, are you going to become a walker yourself? Uh, it was, it was heartbreaking. So, Um, I sat for a good while on that one.
0: One word, sir. Kapow.
1: (laughs) Craig, you're up. Oh, God. Uh, Right. Recommends. Oh, God. I'm awfully obvious, but, you know, if no one's played Bioshock by this point in their life, they should probably just (laughs) give up. Um, Oh, God. Or System Shock. Yeah. Uh, Human Revolution. I'd start with... uh, if you've not played Deus Ex Human Revolution, play that. It's a fantastic, lovely game with lots of these kind of, like, nitty wee decisions that result in some major, major things. As Luke's already brought up a couple of times, Inquisition, few decision points in that. Blackwall, you broke my heart, you dirty bastard. And I think... <laughs> 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 um, if you haven't played... Double Agent, find it, find it somewhere. I think, it was it in the, did it go up to Xbox? Did you get it in the 360 as well? I can't remember. And it was a PS2. If you can't, if you can find it, play Double Agent just for that one scene. It's fantastic. And my last one that I've completely and utterly spoiled, but only a tiny wee bit of it, you should experience it as Life is Strange. it's
0: It's lovely. Hmm. You can't completely and utterly... Spoil it and then only a little bit.
1: Well, you know, because you, you, you need to experience the whole shebang. I'm tired shebang. of this,
0: Craig. I'm tired need, of it. You need to experience
1: the whole shebang
0: <laughs> to, get, so, to get that. So toughest thing. difficulty, man. Well, that decision, my, man. That is the
1: thing. That, that um, Dishonored, that's why I brought it up earlier. That is the toughest decision I've ever had to make because, I mean, things like the uh, double agent do you shoot your mate or do you blow your cover you blow your cover cuz you know that's part of the game but i was forced to deliver that poor woman that i, j- I just wanted to ruin her financially you know not physically i just wanted <laughs> I, I, I wanted her um I, I needed i needed to complete that and i felt a wee bit dirty doing that because i didn't want to kill anybody if it makes you feel any
2: better after i stabbed her i just cleaned my knife against her dress, and the knife was clean.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, I I didn't even notice that I killed anybody. They were all dead. (laughs) I was like, oh, there's a quest here. Cool.
2: (laughs) Someone amongst all these bodies Um, has an item I need.
0: (laughs) I could say, play the Witcher. I could say, play Ogrebrunner, but instead, I'm going to say, play everything. Play them all. Do it. As for my toughest decision, I have one that has a trigger warning and one that don't. So I'm going to go with the trigger warning one. Why not, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's in The Witcher 3, <laughs> oh <my God>. <laughs> <laughs> the toughest decision I've ever had to make in a game is Trisser Yen. Oh. And I, I've i read all the books. I, I've played all the game. I love those characters, right? They're probably my favorite franchise besides Souls. I'm sorry, Gwen. And it's a very difficult decision to make because you finally have to come to a decision. There's no more playing around it. You have to, you know, double down and you're picking one. And it's tough because, you see, Yen is who Geralt is. That's what makes him happy. But Triss, Triss is, represents who he wants to become. You know, he wants to settle down. But <sighs> very tough decision. Now, if you don't want to trigger warning one, Jade Empire. At the end, you have to uh, you have to choose whether to steal all the power for yourself or, you know, just kill the bad guy and be done with it. I was curious, and I decided, oh, well, you know what? I'm going to take the power for myself. So you take all the power for yourself, and you get a nice fancy cutscene, and then your party, which has been with you for the entire game, decides, we don't like that. And they all fight you. And you have to, one by one, kill your entire party that you've been the whole game with. And that is a good choice. Mm. Yeah, that, that that was the last game I said, nope, I'm not doing bad choices anymore. That was rough. I'm sorry, Black Whirlwind, you were an amazing guy.
2: Yeah, Black. I love him. <laughs> and his beard.
0: I just... His beard and axes are amazing. <laughs> He's everything a dwarf should be. Well, thank you very much for joining us here on this kind of rambling episode of The Bit Effect. Uh, do check us out on Twitter and Facebook and Google, mail us and what have you. Uh, they're all at, at The Bit Effect. And so, gentlemen, say goodbye to the nice people. Goodbye. Bye!
3: Bye! Bye, Love you